I'm Jennifer Gonzalez from the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one... is Shooks and Gifts, Season 2, Episode 13. In this episode, we talk about a rapid writing tool, ideas for student privacy, using lists in Twitter, new Google Meet News, writing poetry with robots, Google Tasks, and two Google Chrome extensions, one for Google Calendar and one for Gmail. Welcome to Shooks and Gifts, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kim. What's black and white and red all over? Black and white and red all over. I don't know. What is black and white and red all over? An embarrassed zebra. <laughs> Courtesy of Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> How are you? Um, good. I feel like we haven't actually seen each other in quite a long time. I also feel like we say that all the time I know. in these episodes. <laughs> Except we do see each other every Monday and every Friday. Yeah, but in passing. Yeah. In passing, right? And then this Monday we won't see each other. The day True. before that um, the episode airs because it's Victoria Day. Happy Victoria Day, everyone. Canadian holiday. Yep. The first, uh, the unofficial start to the Canadian uh, summer where it's like, so freezing outside? It's ridiculously cold. American Friends is like in the 40s and 50s here right now. It's so uncharacteristic in Ontario. But, you know, I'd rather this than snow, so I'm not going to complain. I am with you, Shooks. I am with you. Um, can I give a shout out to a couple of people? Yes. As long as it's the same people that I'm going to give a shout out to. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> First of all, Brian Carpenter yep. has made my life. He's, I wish I could go on a walk with him and watch him listen to the podcast because oh he looks like he's having so much fun. So Brian Carpenter is at Brian, B-R-Y-O-N-C-A-R on Twitter. And he is doing these challenges that, and he calls it the like the uh, balance LAP. And it's like, he basically, he's getting outside and he's walking and he's listening to podcasts he's doing learning in the morning he gets up really early and he takes a picture and then he tells you oh, i'm listening to this and this is like a quick thing of what i've learned so he's really consolidating his knowledge and he's sharing that knowledge and he was listening to to us yeah and every day i would wake up and grab my phone and not go to like my email or my text i was like oh, <gasps> look for brian's tweet. i wonder what brian tweeted today i i had the pleasure of working with brian yes you said he's such a sweetheart he tries so hard he works so hard He's got such a great spirit. I love that. Um, Jennifer Conti mm-hmm. has been tweeting at us a lot. I hope yes. that you're... Um... Is that, Jennifer's the one we want to hire to do our, our, uh, our press. <laughs> oh my gosh. She, she finds the best tweets. She's like, mm, I learned this. I learned this. I'm like, oh, those are better than the tweets that we craft. Um, and she recently presented. A um, digital differentiation. I saw that. Yeah. And it was a great deck. I didn't see the session, I, but I the saw The deck. It. She yeah. shared the deck. It was yeah. awesome. Anyway, Jen, hope it went well. We were thinking of you. Um... The other one, Michael, Muhammad. Michael Mike Mohammed at Mo Physics. Oh, sorry, Jen. We should give Jen's uh, Twitter handle out too. Uh, let me go back. She's there. at Conti underscore Jen one N Jen because that's the way to roll with Jen's one N is the right N. Michael Mohammed, who's at um, at Mo underscore Physics, 
we maybe said the funniest thing is, and this, my friends, is why hashtag Shooks and Gift the podcast should be a hashtag Shooks and Gift the Netflix show. Yeah, that was awesome. Did you like my reply? I did. I did the cruise line. So when we first started, I think we've told this story before. Yeah. We first started, and I said, let's just call Shooks and Gift the podcast. And And I was like, like, like one day it could be Shooks and Gift the cruise line. Oh my, that'd be so fun. Let's do that. So when he said the 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 Netflix Netflix show, show. it was just totally in line with with what our the quote brand was so thank you for that netflix if you're listening we are available we are available whenever wherever eager let me know whenever whenever like we have meetings this afternoon so don't call it this afternoon but (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay should we talk about edtech okay okay let's do it i i had a lot of shares from i had a couple from connect we were just at the connect conference Mm -hmm. that was put on um i really liked the connect conference this year i hadn't gone in a few years I was really, really impressed with it this year. Yeah. I took a lot away from it. I think, it, first of all, it's put on by the District School Board of Niagara, so thank you, DSBN, yes. for that. Um, I went for the first time three years ago, and I've gone every year, and what I think I liked about this year, and the reason I think you maybe liked it more this year, is we've been so involved in presenting. We sat back yeah. as learners. You didn't present at all. I did one Ignite session, so I could really, there was not the distraction of, okay, my presentation's coming up, I need to do this. Like, you could go in and just enjoy yeah. and see people and not feel pulled in other ways. Yeah. It was it was great. It was a lot of fun. Lot, great to see the Canadian, a bunch of Canadian educators, a few American educators there. Mike Dresick was there. That was good. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Um, from Buffalo, or just outside there. It was great. So I have a few from there, and then I went from there to the Echo Camp. Yeah. Put on by Echo, and I, I have a few shares from there as well, so... Where to start? My first one, though, is, because we can't go an episode, from Eric Kurtz. Of course it is. <laughs> so Eric shared a while ago an app that I'd never seen before called The Most Dangerous Writing App. And it's at themostdangerouswritingapp.com. And how this works is you open, a, it's, not, it's not an app, it's a website. You open the website and you, you set a time. So you say, okay, I want to write for three minutes is the minimum up to, and I think it's in increments. Hold on, let me. If you hear my juice box, sorry, I'm yeah. thirsty. <laughs> so yeah, your increments can be three. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> your increments can, and this is what you usually look at me when I'm chewing. I and you're like, looking at me, you're like slurping down a juice box. It's amazing. Um, three, five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 60 minutes. And then there's hardcore mode, which I don't know what that means. That's probably even less time at any rate. You pick, let's say, three minutes. Maybe it's random. Oh, gosh, that's crazy. You hit start writing, and then you have to start typing. And then if you stop typing to think any more than five seconds, you'll notice that the it starts to blur the text. And if it gets totally blurry, so if you're like, oh, I don't know what to write next, it gets blurry, 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 and then it disappears. And you lose all your text, and you get this big red, <laughs> red screen that says, you failed. <laughs> And then it gives you the opportunity to tweet that you failed. Yes. And it says, I wrote four words using the most dangerous writing app until it deleted everything, which I love. So I thought, wow, what a great way to do rapid writing. In secondary, I used to do this. And I told students, just don't pick up your pen. Because the minute they pick it up and stare off, they're like, oh, I lose. Write down nonsense. Write down anything. Because you never know. It reminds me of rapid ideation when we do design thinking. And I think it can be great. I understand the stress. I know you do not like this. Do you want to talk about it? Okay. <laughs> Kim doesn't like this app. So I don't. I don't really love this app and I'll tell you why. And I don't know if we've ever shared negative things on like what we don't like, but <laughs> we should have, we should have shooks and gift. We hate it <laughs> and just slam products. Um, okay. So here's the thing. When you're talking about putting 
your thoughts on a page mm -hmm. and you're stressed under time constraints. Mm -hmm. And then you have the added stress that if I don't put something on the page, whatever I have managed to, to put on, I know it's erased. so good. <laughs> I think that me and so there might be some other people out there might be more stressed about that knowing, wow, I finally got some good stuff out there and it's gonna go unless I keep typing. So yes, mm. I get you could just type gibberish and keep mm. going, but I do think there's an element of, um, there's a threat in there. So I, I would be hesitant to use it with every kid. I would make sure that there was an understanding of fun behind it, mm -hmm. not- Yeah, it could not, never be an assessment piece. Like you no, never use this no. ever to, it's if you have the kid, I see it as the kid comes to, to talk to me, calls me over to their, where they're working, their space in the classroom or where I'm working. Yes. And they come over and like, I, just, I don't have any ideas. I'd be like, go on this and just start like, but what if the purpose your ideas. is to then have a record of those ideas? And if you had great ideas and then it's gone. I think great ideas surface, the, the cream rises. So if, if it's gone, they'll remember it. And the one that resonates with them speaks to what they should be focusing on then if they don't have those ideas. I take my dad says all the time, if I have a hard decision, he goes flip a coin. Like you don't leave life to a, a, a coin toss. And he says, sure you do, because you know when you flip that coin, You're gonna if know you get you heads afterwards. and you don't feel good, then you know you wanted tails. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good test for your gut. That. I just think that I'm not, uh, my memory is not good. And if I have seven great ideas mm -hmm. while I'm writing and then it's gone, I might remember two of them. Okay, so I have a, I have a pivot idea. Okay. Use this in conjunction with a mobile device with an audio recording. And as the kid types, they also speak. So at least All they right. have a recording of those ideas if they're afraid. I, I'm fine with that. That accommodation. I'll take it. High five. I'll take it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, that's that one. I realized I had another one when we were talking about connect. I'll come back to it. Okay. I would like to share a great idea that our colleague Lisa Donahue came up with. Well, she's full of them. So she's fantastic ideas, that woman. I don't know what I would do without her. I don't think I would have survived this week without her. So Lisa Donahue, if you are listening, thank you so much publicly, publicly for this week. She's great. So privacy is a, a very important issue that yes. we are obviously diving even more into next year, privacy and security. And I think something we're going to want to consider even more is about student input when it comes to privacy. Mm -hmm. So we think about taking photos. Whenever we, whenever we use a new app that has a, a, a component where we have to have kids' faces, mm -hmm. we always make sure to get parent permission. Mm -hmm. Whenever we That's have key. an event. Parent permission, guardian permission, guardian, right? It's parent guardian permission. It's the over 18 person Absolutely. who runs the life of right. child. When we have an event and we have a videographer coming or a photographer coming, mm -hmm. we always send a note home prior mm -hmm. to get parent permission in order to have their children's face photographed or or put on video if it's going to be shared. Right. We are missing a step. We sure are. I know We're, exactly where you're going. What about the student voice? Maybe the parent has given permission for that student, but that student does not want to be photographed or put on film. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, can I ask you a sidebar question? Yeah. You're not big on social media to begin with. Do you, you, you have Instagram, but you don't use it, right? I have Instagram. I don't use it. So. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. I don't put my kids on Twitter often because Twitter for me is just more work. And I have, but I have two different Instagram accounts, virtual GIF, and then my yeah. other account yeah. that's sort of my life for my family and, and people that I actually know um, well. And every time I put my children on that or I want to, I ask them, may I post this photo? And, do it. and I think that's so important mm -hmm. as not only yeah. educators, but parents. Yeah. Because we, our generation was the first one to really be able to curate a digital footprint for someone other than ourselves. Yes. And 
you know, who knows what's out there that those kids later will never want seen. And I'm totally guilty of this. I'm oh, totally yeah. guilty of getting the permission form coming home saying, oh, they want to use this app. Is it okay? And I'll sign it. They want it. There's this camera crew coming can and i'll sign it and and i am absolutely guilty of not going to my kids and saying hey how do you feel about this yep okay so here's the scenario so yep. lisa came up with this wonderful little sticker there's a, there was an event that happened a couple weeks ago in our district and yes permission forms went home but the issue came from not singling out the students with like a giant x on their shirt to say don't put these kids on camera right yeah. it was a conference all about inclusivity yeah. and we didn't want to exclude the kids who were not given permission from their parents and on the flip side there might be parents who don't want their kids photographed but the kids want to be but in that case they, they still you can't they, no but my point is that we we, we single them all out only the ones who cannot. Right. And we didn't want that to happen. So Lisa came up with the simplest but greatest idea of three little stickers. Because if you only put the stickers on the kids who can't, well, then it becomes way too obvious. So mm -hmm. every so as soon as the kids got to the conference, they had a choice between three stickers. A green sticker that said, yes, please. And those were only offered to the students who already had parent permission. Right. Then they had an orange sticker that said, please ask. Because yeah. maybe if you want to take a picture of a student, maybe they're gonna say yes, maybe they want it, but they just maybe they just want to fix their hair for a second. Yeah, or maybe totally. they just want to think about it for a minute. Yeah. Give the child the opportunity to be asked their own permission in the moment. Yep. And then the third sticker was no thanks. This yellow sticker went to all of the kids whose parents said they didn't have permission and any kid who had permission, but when they arrived said, you know what, I'd rather not be photographed yeah, I've, today. I've changed my mind. Yeah, and and I I thought it was such a great idea to give the students, number one, the ownership over that decision, and number two, the, the awareness that that is a decision that needs to be considered. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to include the picture of the stickers that Lisa created, as well as a picture of the explanation that went out to all the teachers, how to use the stickers with their students. Yeah, it was a really good idea. And all and they just like twisted on their lanyard and off they went. Yeah. Now there's still like people are going to argue, well, they still have different colors and you can still see. But, but I, it's this, it was it's the voice. It was all of them had the stickers. Yes. And it's very easy for a student to say, no, I'm not having my picture taken. No, thank you. And every kid got the choice. Yeah. I just thought it was such a great idea, really supporting the concept of creating ethical digital citizens. I agree. Good chair. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. You're swell. Okay, I'm going to go back to Connect. And when I was at Connect, you said, you need to share that on Truth. That's a perfect oh, Truth and yeah, Share. No, I, know yeah. I said, oh, yeah, have I never shared this before? And so forgive me if I have. Um, but the one thing I do when I go to a conference, any conference, is that I, I'm very extroverted. For those of you who have met me, you realize that. I'm constantly hugging people. I'm meeting new people. I love to be surrounded by new people. Even when I go out with friends, I'll disappear for like an hour at a time. I'll be like, where's she? I'm like, oh, she's meeting new friends. And that's, I network. I'm, I just, I love that. You're like my booby. You're yeah. like my grandmother. I am. I'm Wherever you go, you make friends. It is true. I'm never afraid to go anywhere alone because I always leave with lots of friends. I love it. So one thing I love to do though is remember, sometimes I'll meet someone and be like, oh, I don't remember where I know them from. Or I'll be having a, a conversation. And it's hard sometimes to keep track, right? Because especially when you're in the minute, in the moment and it's really exciting. And, and sometimes you're like, oh, I, I met someone at this conference, but I can't remember their name. So whenever I go to a conference or any kind of learning where I'm going to be meeting a bunch of people, I create a list on Twitter. Now, Twitter lists are really easy to create. Uh, you just go into your Twitter, go into my Twitter for a second, and you click a, click a face. Click a face. Click a face. It's a thing. It's a thing. And then you can go to lists under there, and it will show you all the lists 
that you have created or people have added you to? Because you may have seen that in your feed before. Someone saying, oh, you've been added, added to, to your a list, list. whatever. Yeah. In the mobile app, you can create new lists. And I think you can here too, but I don't really see where. Do you see it? No, I don't. Well, maybe you can't. I so, find that hard to believe. But... I do too. And you can also subscribe to other people's lists. Yes. Which I think is great. So if someone's curated a really great list. Now for me, it's You get to determine if the list is public or private. Correct. So I have there. one that's, oh, there we go. Create Sorry. a list. On the left-hand side, you have to scroll down a little bit. So it's underneath like all your information, all your media, and then there's the create a list. So you create a new list, you call it what you want, you decide if it's public or private. Side note, there's also some pretty interesting statistics right there. Your tweet activity. Yeah, have you never seen that? I've looked at it in the analytics, yeah, no, but I've so. never seen it. I haven't t taken the time to look at it here. I've gone to the Twitter analytics oh. site. No, it's always down there. It shows you, especially if you've tweeted. What it, it, It's a little bar graph showing the impressions I, that you've earned over the last 25 24 I just hours. leaned right into the microphone when I said that, so if that was really loud, I'm sorry. That's fine. Okay, so I have, for example, I don't know what's one that I have on here. So the HP Teaching Fellows. So I'm part of the HP Teaching Fellowship Program, and I someone actually created a list. When we became Google Innovators, they created a list more yep. there so you can follow people really easily. But for me, I love it that I can go back and say, okay, who was that person? Sometimes I have a list called Love to Follow, and they're people that when I want to just like get a good burst of PD, for example, I'm like I'm just going to go in there and see what they've tweeted because these are people who are, are going to be tweeting primarily things about education when I want to learn. That's who's on that list for me. So on that list, I have like Eric, for example. I have Tony Vincent. I have Meredith Ackers, um, yeah. a, an educator from Texas. I have uh, Megan. What's Megan's last name? See, this is why I need it. I need to know. Megan's last name is... Oh, and when you click on the list on the side, it'll say the... Tw it, defaults to the tweets by those people Click but you can also members. go to list members or list subscribers megan ryder megan ryder is a coach and i forget which state she's in but she has a handle at 365 days edu coach mm -hmm. and every day for 365 days she put a different tip if you're a coach in a school wow um and things that you can do to promote like good coaching practices if you're a coach in a school Follow Megan. It, it's amazing. It was really good, simple ideas and then examples of how she's done it in the school or how she's seen other people do it. So, you know, I have Jennifer Gonzalez on there. I have Jake Miller, Matt Miller. They're, they're brothers, if you didn't know that. Steve Wicks <laughs> on there. I have a whole bunch of, of different people um, that I follow on that one. In fact, you know what I'll do? I will just put a link to this list. Love to follow list. And I'm, I haven't, I did it sort of once. So there's tons of other people I love to follow. But um, as I as I find someone, I'm like, oh, I really like them. I just sort of add them to it. So I'll, I'll put a link to that list. But it's a really great way to curate learning. And you can also check out other people's lists and subscribe to them um, if you know that they're a really good list curator to do learning that way. Nice. I would like to talk about the update in Google Meet, do which it. I don't think you've seen yet. I don't think I have either. It's rolling out slowly over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was in a Hangout on, let me think, Tuesday morning, and it wasn't there. And then I was in a Hangout on Tuesday night, and it was there. Oh, funny. It's really great. You know what I used to hate about Hangouts is that when you are in a Hangout and you have all the people on the right-hand side and you can pick one person to be in the middle. Oh, but if I saw I saw the, now saw that the you're describing this, I yeah. saw the G Suite update. Yep. Yeah. So you always, you can either pin somebody and yes. then that person stays large and everybody else stays small, but you kind of have to say, okay, who do I think I need to pay attention to the most right now? And yeah. I'm going to pin them. Or you don't pin anybody and it just fluctuates by sound. Yeah, someone coughs, it goes off. Yeah, which is very distracting. The and robots. It, yeah, it's it's jarring when they, when they mm -hmm. change like that. But the new update is a bunch of different adaptive layouts based on the number of people in your Hangout. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show you. I'm not going to post it because I don't have these people's 
Uh, I don't have their permission to They didn't actually, get the sticker for their lanyard? They did not get the sticker <laughs> for their lanyard. We don't um, have the parent form. I sign. was in a hangout with two people on Tuesday night when I went, oh, this is different. So look, I have me in the top right corner and I have two people side by side in the hangout. Cool. And it was just really easy. So if you have four people, you'd have, you know, four quadrants of yep. people. And I really liked the ease of that layout. The other thing that is new is when you share your screen. Yeah. You no longer, sorry, not you. This is, I'm going to have a request and an update. When you share your screen, okay. the people watching used to no longer be able to see your face. Okay. Right? You share your screen. Oh, yeah. And I, this, is this I have done. Yes. This I have but done. But now when I share my screen, I have to remember not to pick my nose because they can still <laughs> see me. Because that's what you do the minute. That's the only reason that I share my screen. <laughs> so that I can pick my nose. Yeah. So that I can I can engage in all of my bad habits. <laughs> yeah. So now when you share your screen, uh, the people you are talking to can still see your face, which is wonderful. But here's my thing. What I would love is when I share my screen, mm -hmm. I cannot see the Hangout anymore. So what I would like to see is a tiny little box in the right-hand corner of the people's faces that I'm still talking to when I'm sharing my screen. Oh, like over top. Yeah. Much like if you were using the picture-in-picture -picture feature that we've shared yes, for YouTube, when exactly, you double right-click. Exactly, exactly. I would like to be able to see their faces yeah. as I'm either training or talking or just anything yeah. so that I can well, you gauge can, their reactions. I was about to say, gauge the reaction. Other yeah. than having to have a second device in which I'm also part of that Hangout yeah. so that I can still look at them. For the love, Google. Yeah, I would like that to be the next update. Okay. So it's a great update to meet. I don't think it's in Hangouts though. I think it's in Meet. So the education suite. Oh, is Meet not, is it only in education? Well, I'm so confused about oh, it. Oh, I don't understand I don't even know either. where to begin. That and YouTube. It's like, what is going on? YouTube. Can we just, for the That would love. be our number one on our just slam the. Pick, pick a layout. A layout. Pick a design. One, and then stick with it. Or at least keep buttons near where they were before. Every time I go into it, it's it's a crapshoot about where should I go to get into edit and customize this and where's Hangouts Live and now it's called how this. Do I, how do I find my videos? I have no idea. I know there's a playlist. I I know I posted this video, but where do I find the link? Oh yeah, it's frustrating. It never stops. So yeah, YouTube, no idea what's going yeah, on there. You, and Hangouts, okay, so back to Hangouts. Yep. This is available in Meet. I don't really understand. Is Hangouts becoming Meet yes. in general? Isn't it? Or is it the chats thing that's changing? I think Hangouts chat, which is what we use, yeah. is Hangout. going into is going to replace Hangouts. Hangouts? Yes. And Hangouts video is now going to be Hangouts Meet. So there will be no it'll all be Meet and I think, Chat. I don't Yeah, know. I, I think don't know. because it used to be Hangouts and you didn't know if it you meant like instant message hangout or video message hangout. So now they've rebranded so you know they're very different from one well, another. Well, because Meet was specific to education domains because you had to have a code, right? No, I feel like I've gotten them from people who aren't education domains. No, no, you can get into it. With, you can no, get into it. created them. by people who weren't. I don't think so. Let's try. I believe you. I just... Look. Meet.google.com. Here's what's going to happen. She's in I'm her in my Gmail. personal Gmail account right now. Use a meeting code. Oh, you can't create I can't one. create one. Got it. So I don't know what the status on that is. If there's anybody out there who understands how Hangouts is evolving in regards to Meet and chats and all that stuff, uh, we'd love to understand. And if anyone knows anything about YouTube, that'd be a great Let lesson us know. for us too, because we don't get it. I even took a course on YouTube and I was like, I, oh, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah, and you know what? 42 seconds later, everything changed. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. Okay, so I found something 
kind of fluky. When we were at Connect, not connected to our learning, I just got an email that came in and it is called Poem Portraits. It was no. on the Google blog and it's part, I think of, art, well, it's under arts and culture, but I don't know if it's Google arts and culture. It allows you to create personalized poems with the help of AI. The robots. Remember the robots The robots episode? were, they're here, by the way. Yeah. They, they were coming and now they're here. Now they're here. The robots are just, they're, they're, they're beside everywhere. you. They're beside you. The person you're talking to, robot. <laughs> so to get there, you go to g.co forward slash poem portraits, and you'll be asked to donate a word. Donate yeah. a word. They say donate. So type like a word that. in. I know. I like the donation. And through AI, this, it's, it says, uh, collaborated with Arts and Culture and Ross Goodwin. Ross trained an algorithm to learn to write poems by reading over 25 million words written by 19th century poets. So we're talking Frost. We're talking Wordsworth. We're wow. talking like all, all these like great, great poets. And so I tried it. And then, okay, well, what can I do? And what happens is it sort of stylizes your picture. It puts parts of the poem it writes for you over your face. So I put the word passion and my poem became that passion of the sunlight sleeps that mark the breath of the great sea. What does it mean? Mark spelled like my husband. It is. I noticed that. What does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> But it That's was sort of like picture. when I took 19th century poetry when I was at Queen's. I didn't understand it then either. So YouTube changes daily, but poetry mm -hmm. always confusing. So, so do one for yourself. Go in here. here. Well, I, ha I have it open. Hold on. Let me go to my tab. And it searches. And I, I, I don't know how the AI works in it, but I thought it was pretty cool. So we're going to do one. I did mine and I shared it. We're going to get Shooks to do hers here. We're going to begin. Okay, what's your word? Flatulence. Super word. It's a super word. It makes me laugh. It's good. Okay. So we're going to type in flatulence. And then it does its machine learning. I have to take a picture. You'll have to allow first. Allow. Yeah. And now it's going to let you take a picture. Oh, you look super cute. <laughs> and here we go. The flatulence of the lake. That's a terrible lake. The watery seashore. That Java which they stream their own spirits. I'm inspired. Right? It's I'm so, inspired. It's so funny. I think it's um, just a provocation for what poetry actually means with students in like a language arts class. It could be quite funny. Nice. And they can do silly words or real words. And maybe even try to figure out if like senior level students, like where, who do you think the poet is? Who do you, who would write like this? And like, if they've done some. Uh, I would be great if some listeners could tweet their poems. Oh, please tweet your poems. Tweet your poems and then hashtag shoots and, and gif. Again, to find it, you go to g.co forward slash poem portraits. I'll link it in the show notes. I wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to, because I'm going to save it. Um, Area 120, I think it's called. Okay. You heard about that? With Google? Um, I feel like I have. It's just, I thought this would be from that, but I'll, I'll talk about it next time. Okay. In our season finale. Oh yes, next time is our, our season, season finale. finale. And it'll probably be three weeks from now. Yeah. Not two weeks. We're busy. So yeah, I'm going away to YRDSB Arts Camp for a whole week. I'm going away. It's, I'm sure it's going to be life-changing. I've heard it's amazing. Uh, so I won't be able to get back in time to record and we're busy. The way, anyway, so. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on. One more quick little thing. Okay. I have one more quick little thing too. Although I, I, could, I could keep it, but no, let's go. I have fallen in love with Google Tasks. I saying. think we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I just wanted to say that I've been using it a lot lately mm -hmm. and I find it really, really helpful for two reasons. Well, 
one reason really the layout of how it works on top of Google Calendar. Yes. Okay. And I, have, I have one more. So the, the sidebar, yeah. you know how we have the sidebar yeah. of keep tasks, tasks and, and calendar. calendar on all the G Suite tools and now also in Drive. Mm -hmm. What I love about it is the fact that when I go into my calendar, I see the tasks and if I cross it off on my task list or via calendar. On my task list, it disappears, but on my calendar, I still see it and it's crossed out. And that was my challenge before with Keep versus Apple Notes. With Keep, when you check something off, it drops. And sometimes I still want to see it. Yeah. And with Notes, I can check and I still see it, but sometimes I want it gone. And there was sort of no in-between. So with tasks on the right, and I can organize it by date, which is great, and then in my actual calendar, if I'm looking at it, um, let's say I'm going to just go to the month view right now. You see I have these tasks, some today, which I have yet to accomplish. <laughs> then, But you can see here, once I finished it, it crosses it out. It removes yep. it from my task list, but I can still see it, which it's, is which I have the option now. And you can you can know when you did it. Yeah. When did I do that again? And you can, Yeah, totally. I, agree. I really, really so like it. Because, I, uh, hold on. I'm, yeah. I'm, right now, I'm in the position where I'm using Google Tasks, Google Keep, Reminders, like Apple Reminders and Apple Notes. Yeah. It's all four platforms where I'm keeping all these notes. And, and they're everywhere. And and I and I, you know, certain ones have purpose for family, certain yeah. ones have purpose for this job, for that job. But I just wanted to say I really like Google yeah. tasks. I right played now. with this the other day because someone I had a principal actually ask me, a new principal, like just appointed to the role at the beginning of the month, say, Jen, I'm I'm losing emails. I'm not really sure how to how to do this and that. And and she goes, what's your work? I get a ton of emails. Workflow. You get a ton of emails. She's yeah. like, what's your workflow to get this done so that I'm not missing anything? So I gave her some um, pointers. And I actually, that day, I said, well, Tasks has this new integration. And we played with it. Um, and we liked it. Now, the thing is, in our district, we don't use Google Calendar. We right. use um, Outlook. Right. I'm using this yeah. for something else entirely. Exactly. So... It is great, and I loved it. And to the point that I went home and I said to my husband, I'm thinking of switching everything over to Google because we're on Apple. So yep. we're iCal, and I do reminders. And I actually have a reminders list that I share with him that I add things. So when yep. I'm away, I can keep adding to it. And if he needs to do things with the kids or if it's, you know, a honey-do list or whatever it happens to be. Um, but then the thought of it, I'm like, oh, if we move it all over, what am I going to miss? And we both have, like, we both have Macs, and we both have iPhones and if the internet's down and and I'm like is this make busy work for me but I I it was the thing that finally made me get to the point that maybe I will make the change maybe I will move over so that uh, I don't know if I'm ready to change everything yeah. but for what I'm doing for work yeah. this is really helpful yeah I, I just think that I don't live enough in the Google calendars because home's iCal and yep. work is Outlook yeah but if I had one like that that I was using more purposefully like like this project like I use Apple on, Notes when I sort of have to compose text yeah, because it's free like See, that. I don't use notes ever. I use keep, but I use um, reminders because the one thing I don't like, and now, now that now I have this, can. I do. You can add in the dates. I can add in the dates, yeah. which so you could reminders. Before, that's why I love The them. reason I prefer, sometimes prefer notes over keep is mm -hmm. because I can combine check marks and random text in uh, one, yes. whereas in keep, it's either checks yeah. or text. Keep could have so much potential. I think I, there's I, more I, coming. I feel, yeah, I, I think there has to be to keep up. Okay, so if you like that, ha ha ha, I didn't even done that, I'm so clever. Okay, I'm gonna give a shout out to Leslie Borkamp and Nicole Bate. I think Nicole is a Bate or Bat or B-A-T-T-E. Sorry, I, I destroyed your last names. They are 
two educators that were at Echo Camp presenting and they were doing extensions and we love our extensions, right? Oh, yes. So, okay. So Leslie is at L Boar Camp and Nicole is at Nick Bat or Bate, B-A-T-T-E. Uh, I'll link them both in the show notes and they, they're listeners of the show. So hi ladies, thanks for the great learning. They shared a whole whack of extensions and normally I go to those and I don't get a lot, but they had like five or six that That's I'd never great. heard of that I was like, oh, this is amazing. Cause I love me some extensions before I start. I just want to give um, a quick reference to either um, Extensity yes. or uh, Switcher. Which I just put on my son's account today, Extensity. Mm. He's like, Mom, this is awesome. That's awesome. So Extensity is one that a lot of people use. It turns extensions on and off. I prefer Extension Manager Switcher. Yeah, you use that one. You use Switcher and yeah. I use Extensity. I like Switcher because I have a problem with extensions. And I just, as soon as I see them, I download them and then I forget what they're about. Yeah. And what I love about Switcher is that when you type anything into search, it actually not only searches the name of the extension, but every extension has a description. So it yeah. helps me remember what it is or yeah. find them quickly if I don't remember the name, but I remember it has something to do with slides. Yeah. So two that they talked about, and I'm going to go quickly. One is called Merge Event Merge for Google Calendar. Have you ever heard of this? No. I think this will work for you with everything that you do on Google Calendar. What it does is if you have, let's say, your family calendar on Google. Yeah. As one calendar. And then you have your um, conference calendar. Let's say you have your own conference. Oh, I'm not- yeah. Oh, go on. I think I needed this last night. Yes. Go on. What it does Oh, is I needed this last night! So long as the titles of those are exactly the same, and instead of having the bars, like three bars, so it's on it's on your personal calendar, it's on your work calendar, it's on your home calendar, so everybody knows, it merges them all into one block. Look! Yes, with stripes. So if yes! your one calendar is yellow and one calendar is red, all of a sudden that event will become yellow and red stripes so it doesn't look like tons of blocks and giving you stress. It merges events, and it is called Event Merge, for Google Calendar. And so you don't have all the blocks, you have a rainbow instead, it just really streamlines. Now what if I've invited somebody to those events? That's, How does that impact that, them? That's fine, because it's just merging yours together. They just need to be the exact same name. So when I, this was another thing that made me almost switch everything to calendar, because on my home calendar, we write the person's name. So Trevor equals, Jenny equals, I'm, I'm Jenny at home. Um, Jenny equals, um, kids equal, so that we know whose event it is yeah. instead of having all different colors because my husband also manages a thousand different calendars. It's ridiculous the number of calendars we need to manage. But if you are solely in Google Calendar and everything is named the same, you can merge things together so to streamline the look of your calendar. So you'll notice it'll go from like three events to striped events. Check it out. And if linked. I've invited, I'll have to play with it because yeah. I'm about to invite like 10 people to this yeah. event. It's fine. But I need it also for my family to see it because yeah. they, I have this Google Calendar I think it's on just a visual. Calendar. I don't think it merges the two events. Just I think just visual. visually it merges them on your calendar. Jen and who gave you this one? Leslie? Leslie and Nicole. Thank you so much. I know. Okay. The second one that they gave me that I think is really cool as well is called Convert Google Docs to Gmail Drafts. You can write an email and format it beautifully in Google Docs. You push this button and into your Gmail and it keeps all the formatting. Instead of, of copying and pasting. Instead it, of just copying and pasting, you click a button. That's and then a nice all one. of your layout, including your images, including tables and everything, it makes it look beautiful. Convert Google Docs to Gmail drafts, both linked in the show notes. Both if you if you work in Google Calendar and you work in Gmail, those I, are great. I think they can be game changers. Nice way to end it. I know. Thanks. Okay, see you guys in three weeks. Bye. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com.
As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app, on our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual Giff with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and Giff. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and Gif is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. When we were talking about connect, I'll come back to it. Okay. I want to share... I just did it. I do it too. I'm ready to talk now. (laughs) I'm going to eat my soup. Okay. I would like to share... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but it's only the barley that's like all over my face now. Okay. <laughs> There's your blooper. Okay.